Hello, hello. Welcome or welcome back to the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. It is my first time. No, it is not my first time. It is the first time in a while sitting down to record a podcast and I'm so excited to get to chat with you today, especially about the topic that we're diving into today of body image, specifically body acceptance and confidence, because I was realizing as I was looking through the episodes that I haven't talked about body image in way too long. And I know it's something that a lot of you guys are dealing with. Maybe you're struggling with it. Maybe you're just wanting to improve upon the way that you view yourself and your body. So I am bringing you a jam-packed episode today with signs to tell that you have achieved body acceptance. And within that, you'll also be able to see if you potentially have some room to grow into some more body acceptance and even confidence. But I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit because some of you guys may not have even been to this episode. Well, none of you guys have been to this episode before. Some of you guys may not have been to this podcast before and you may not have heard of me before. So to introduce myself, my name is Mallory Page. I am a registered dietitian and I am also the host of this podcast, Seems Like Diet Culture, which the entire mission of this podcast is to be able to discuss nutrition, wellness, fitness, ED recovery, body image, all of those types of things from a non-diet perspective. And it's not because I think that you have to think like me. I think you should be able to decide what works best for you and your body. But too much of what we see nowadays in the media and what most people believe is very diet culture oriented, which diet culture is really this belief that the size of our body is more important than anything else, our mental, physical, emotional health. And to me, that's just not true. And so I like to share the more non-diet perspective and then allow for you to decide how you want to implement this information into your life or add it to your viewpoints or just take it as something that is new that maybe you haven't heard of before. (sighs) Guys, there's so much that has been happening that I feel like I just haven't even updated you about. First of all, as you would have heard in the last episode, our new website is live, liveunrestricted.org, baby. It is stunning. I am just so happy to have that out there for you guys. Second, we have a new free masterclass on achieving body confidence. It will be in the show notes. Why am I forgetting if show notes is the proper word? I don't know. And also, I finally feel like we are settled in here in our new place in Denver. If you haven't listened before, We moved in, and I say we because it's my partner and I, and then obviously my two besties, Otis and Milo, my cat and my dog flipped from the movie. So cat is Otis, dog is Milo. Yes, I'm way too extra. No, we didn't plan it beforehand. We just got the cat and then Milo felt right. Anyways, no one asked for that information. But yeah, I finally feel like we're settled in and I'm so happy to be in a new space. (sighs) How have you been feeling? That's what I want to know. Shoot me a DM or let me know how things have been going for you in 2024 
because I feel like the energy has been intense. Things have been moving fast. There's a lot of ground we're covering, but I'm proud of you for being here, for showing up every single day, and I know that we've got this. And hopefully this episode today will help you in an area of your life that maybe you're trying to focus on more, which could be body acceptance. So I don't want to dilly-dally. I want to dive right in to the eight signs that you have body acceptance. I do feel like as a prerequisite, I do need to address what the definition of body acceptance is though. And it's interesting because even though that's the next step that makes sense, the reason I'm making this podcast episode is because I think it's very hard to define body acceptance within one sentence, you know, a succinct definition that we can just look up in the dictionary and say, this is what body acceptance is. And so what I've seen is that there really are more so signs, like what I'm going to share in this episode. And those signs actually show up a little differently in every single person's life. But when I read through these, hopefully it will help you to generate your version of what body acceptance would mean for you and how it would look or how it does look in your life if you feel like you've already achieved this or achieved pieces of this. And I do want to mention that if you are listening to this episode and you're currently in a place with a lot of negativity towards your body, you may feel like this idea that I'm sharing of body acceptance is really far away from you and that's okay. You don't need to judge yourself or be harder on yourself because you sense a distance in between where you are now and where you want to be potentially or where you may venture to think you want to be at some point. I once was someone that truly believed that I would spend every day of the rest of my life at least thinking about my body. And it's wild to me that I don't live in that space anymore. And also that I've seen so many of my clients get to experience the same thing, even when they started with similar thoughts as to what I started with. And so I want to reassure you that even if you're thinking that right now, that doesn't mean that you have to be stuck there forever, but also you don't have to pressure yourself to be trying to achieve body acceptance this moment or to have your journey look a certain way. We all have different paces and different paths and that is okay. Now, shall we get into the signs? Starting off with number one, and this one's pretty tangible. When you have body acceptance, you fluctuate between days where you have confidence and days where you may not feel your best, but mainly you stay in a very neutral zone. Now, I'll give more definition to what neutrality and acceptance looks like here in a moment. Also, you're hearing my dog heavy breathing because I'm pretty sure my partner Brian just got home, so he needs to go be a very tough dog. Oh, yeah, there he is. So what I mean by this is that the times where we have confidence, those are the times that we often would call a quote-unquote good body image day. And the times where we may not feel our best, it's the times where we may say we're having a bad body image day. Now, I don't use those definitions because I think it puts too much morality on how we're viewing our body. 
But I do think it's important to distinguish the kind of cadence that typically happens when you are in this zone of acceptance and yet also say that there will be times in your acceptance that you tend towards one side or another. So there will be times where you have a lot of days in a row or a month with a ton of confidence in your body and you're feeling really good. And that confidence in your body really usually comes from a confidence within yourself, but it can show up in projecting that into how you feel about your body. There will be other times where you may have multiple days where you're really not feeling your best. And usually, again, comes from not feeling your best internally and how that projects outward. But this neutral zone that you get to live in is one that does not have much attachment to the way that you look at all and also where you're not experiencing a myriad of very negative emotions. Now, the second sign that you have body acceptance is that you recognize that even when you don't feel like you look quote unquote good or when you're not feeling confident, You recognize that you are still a good person, no matter what your body looks like, or that you are still valuable, no matter what your body looks like. This is a little different than the typical body positivity type of mindset. And I want to be very clear that I am not saying that body positivity is bad at all. I think body positivity is wonderful. I also want to pay respects to the people that mainly pushed the body positivity movement forward, which was mainly black women in larger bodies. And then that movement was really co-opted by a lot of white women that were very privileged. And I can be included in that. I'm not trying to act as if I'm not. But I think it is important to make sure that it's not coming across as I'm saying body positivity is a bad thing. But... Body positivity is this idea that your flaws make you beautiful. And in focusing still on beauty, it also makes us believe that beauty is still very important. We still need to feel as if we love ourselves and that we are beautiful and that being beautiful helps us to love ourselves. Body acceptance says my flaws are made up. There are constructs of society that make me feel like there are, they are flaws. And also, I do not have to love them to be accepting of myself. And also, I don't have to love them to love myself. And personally, I believe that distinguishing between those two things is very important because it helps us to really believe this notion that We do not have to think we look good to recognize that we are still good inherently. The third sign of body image, and arguably to me one of the most important signs, is you do not think about your body that much throughout the day. So this shows up in a lot of different ways. The first way that it shows up is obviously you just have less thoughts about your body. You're not thinking about how it looks, how it doesn't look. You're not having a desire to body check. You're not having a desire to obsess about the way that you look in your clothes. You just go about the day generally with less thoughts about your body. But another way that it shows up is that when you go to do something, you are not using your body as a way to check if it's okay. 
So an example that I'll give to describe this is, let's say you're going into a meal. You don't go into that meal and think, oh, well, should I eat bread today? Because I don't feel like I'm looking as good as I'd like, so maybe I should skip it. Or you don't think, oh, I feel like I'm looking good today, so it's okay for me to eat X, Y, and Z. Or exercise, of course, is another good example of this. Being okay with not exercising when you think you look good versus when you don't. Or freaking out if you don't exercise because of what you think it will do to your body. Any of these types of thoughts that connect the way that you look directly to what you do and or frequently circle in your brain as just general thoughts about how you look, those are signs that there is still more acceptance that we can achieve because if you are truly accepting, you just do not have the urge to think so much about your body at all or to think so much about how things will affect your body. Number four is your worth isn't attached to how you look. So I think it's important to note that this can sound very similar to number two, but I actually think that it's very different. And the way that I'm talking about your worth not being connected to how you look in this case is more so in terms of your identity and how deeply the way that you look is entrenched in your identity. And I want to first make it very clear that it would be absolutely ridiculous to act as if the way that we look does not have any contribution in terms of who we are. There are many things externally that influence the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see our worth. And these things can be for better and for worse. So to give a very clear example of this, which I'll actually talk about a little more later on as well, If someone is in a wheelchair, that is going to influence the way that they move through life and who they are. Not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but it would be ridiculous to act as if there's no influence. The same thing is true of skin color. I think it would be ridiculous to act as if this doesn't influence the way that we see ourselves and it kind of gives this whole notion of, oh, I don't see color if that's the type of message I send. But what I do mean by this outside of what I just mentioned is that there is a big difference between having things in our external self that influence who we are and having our self-worth be contingent on how we look. Because There are many of us that feel as if the way that we look is our worth. You may feel like if you looked differently, you wouldn't know who you were and what to do with your life or how to show up in your relationships. And it is important to observe our attachment to the way that we physically look. Because when we are truly accepting of ourselves, then these different influences that inherently make us who we are are just a piece of a puzzle. They are just one different area of ourselves that contributes to this identity. 
and sense of self versus if the way that we look is everything, we often lose the other things that truly make us who we actually are and often lose our ability to appreciate the specific uniqueness that we have. Number five, you don't change your actions if you have a day where you're not feeling the best about yourself or a day where you're not feeling the best about your body. This one is really important. There was a time in my journey where I had a much, much, much better relationship to my body. But whenever I hit stressful or emotional situations that brought about a lot of distress, I automatically resorted to using my body as a control mechanism, as the thing to just throw darts at, as in throwing negative comments to myself. It was a big coping mechanism for me. And if this interests you, I cannot suggest enough my free masterclass that I was mentioning at the beginning of this episode. It is about unconditional acceptance and it has three proven steps to achieving body confidence and acceptance that last even through changes. And there is a whole section within this called Uncovering Your Why that talks about this exact piece of the body image puzzle. So again, that's linked in the show notes if you're interested. But to expand upon this even more, let's say that you are having a lot of decent, neutral, confident days with your body, and then you hit a bad body image day. What this can look like is internally, you start to think, oh my gosh, I don't look good again. This means X, Y, Z thing about me. I can't believe I've let myself go. I can't believe I've let myself go of control or let go of control. I have to do X, Y, Z thing to get this back. So maybe you start to have the desire to change the way you eat, change the way you exercise, whatever it is. And it doesn't even mean that you have to necessarily act on it. But the fact that you're having those thoughts so quickly is a sign. And similarly, maybe you're having a bad day or maybe a day where you just have a lot of emotions coming up. And when those emotions come up, you almost revert to using body criticism and self-criticism as a way of distracting from the deeper emotions that you could be experiencing. It can feel, although it sounds very weird, it can feel comforting to, on the surface, find something to criticize yourself for rather than diving deeper into the emotions that could be contributing to the day, the challenge that you're experiencing. And I'm not trying to act as if every single second of every single day you need to be self-inquisitive and figuring out why you feel the way that you do. But I do see this as a huge pattern and this is one of the biggest reasons why I see people that have gotten to a really strong space in their recovery or in their body image take some steps back because if our body image becomes the way that we cope when we deal with stress, it leaves you in a precarious position. Now, number six is the opposite of that. So your acceptance is is not contingent 
on you being at a certain size or being involved in certain habits. (laughs) I feel like the way I am calling my past self out with this so hard. I can't tell you how many times I would just think to myself, oh, I am so accepting. I'm so confident. I finally have reached it. I actually remember, quick story time, my freshman year of college, aka my first year, for those of you abroad, I was in such a bad place and I had debilitating body dysmorphia. I never saw myself accurately. And I distinctly remember that we had this day party that we were going to, which I went to University of Arizona, so our day parties were all in swimsuits, which there's a lot to unpack there, but we, we don't have the space for it in here. So I remember getting dressed and actually looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, oh my gosh, I look so good. And this is so embarrassing to admit, but I thought, oh my gosh, everyone's going to think I look so good. Everybody's going to be so jealous. They wish that they could do all the things that I did. Guys, my mindset was so toxic. It's It gives me the ick to think about that version of myself and how I thought about things. So I'm feeling all good. I go to this day party. I take a picture with one of my friends. I look at it. I spiral. I go into the bathroom. I'm sitting in the stall looking at this picture. No joke, almost in tears because I'm so upset. Mind you, my freshman year, I also didn't drink more than like five times. So I was not even drinking. (laughs) I just was so fragile. And it's funny because there were a lot of people that did comment on my body and did say things mostly because I gave out the energy that I wanted those compliments. It's like you could tell I was just desperate (laughs) for someone to just validate me and validate that what I was doing was good and enough and worth it and tell me that I'm perfect. (laughs) Everything will be fine. Oh my gosh. But it didn't matter because... It wasn't good enough for me because of one picture, one moment, one bad angle, one bad look in the mirror. And that's the thing is that level of euphoric confidence that you may experience in times where you're in a body that you know is not sustainable. It is so, it's, it's so short lived and it's so it's not worth it compared to everything that goes into it. But let's rein it back into what we were talking about. So if you were talking to past me in this podcast, she would be using experiences like that to say that she was accepting of her body or that she was confident in her body, but it just depended on the day. But actually, the only time that I achieved that confidence or acceptance was really in these very small moments and every single thing about it was contingent on my the way that my body looked and the habits that I was doing. And I always say that true acceptance does not come from the way that you look. True acceptance persists 
through all different times in your life in all different bodies. Because even though our society likes to act as if this isn't the case, your body will change throughout your life. It is not if, it is when. As you age, if you decide to have kids, as you have different focuses, as you go through life and change. We are meant to change. It's actually a privilege to get to change because it means that we're getting to live. Now, our society does not make us feel that way. And I am not here to shame you or make you feel bad if you're struggling to feel that. There's no reason to feel bad about it. It is not your fault. But at the same time, we can recognize that that mindset is very faulty. And there was a long time where I convinced myself that I could be happy as long as I lived in this certain body and as long as I had these certain habits. And the unfortunate newsflash is that it's not true because it is not if, it is when. And that confidence that is contingent on a look is not true confidence and it's not true acceptance. It is this fallacy of what we believe we have achieved that we think is right and because we feel like it is right, we then feel good. I know that was a little bit of tough love potentially. I mean, maybe not for you, but if my past self had heard that, I think I probably would have wanted to just spiral internally. So hopefully I'm not making you spiral. And obviously, please note, you can always reach out to me. And again, this is this topic is exactly why I created this masterclass because I just feel like, I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about this, like talking about the real stuff that's required to achieve this acceptance. I just... Okay, I got to get back focused. Let's go to number seven. You don't feel the urge to wait to do things until your body looks a certain way and or the urge to change your body for something. So what I mean by the urge to wait to do things is this notion of I'll wear the shorts when, I'll go on vacation when, I will get pictures done when, I'll do X, Y, Z, whatever it may be when my body looks like this, when I feel confident in myself. That is something that is clearly contradictory to acceptance because when we accept ourselves, we can accept that no matter what space our body is in, that is not what shapes the experience that we're going to have. And so, We can go into anything that we want to do and also recognize the fact that our body shouldn't be what is dictating the outcome. Now, I do want to quickly add an acknowledgement for this, that I have heard people in larger bodies talk about their frustration when people share sentiments like this because they have had experiences where they weren't able to do certain things because of their weight or the size of their body. They weren't able to do the horseback riding or they weren't able to go on a flight because they would have to book two seats or they weren't able to buy a certain clothing item that they really wanted because they only had sizes that were not, um, what is the word that I'm looking for, that were not conducive to them being able to purchase it that weren't the right size for them 
And I just think that it's very important for me to point out that I cannot imagine how hard that must be and how frustrating it may be to feel like you don't want to wait to do something, but society is making you. And there's so many layers to the conversation that we could have here. And to be honest, I don't feel like I am the person that is the best resource to talk about this. So I want to refer to Body Image with Brie. She is an amazing therapist that lives in a larger body. She so eloquently navigates these conversations and I learn from her every single day on her page and her services. She's truly amazing. And another person I learn from constantly is Fierce Fatty. Uh, Vinnie Welbsey, she's a therapist as well. I actually have her guest speaking courses within Live Unrestricted as well as bonuses. And I just really respect the way that they conduct these conversations. So I wanted to refer out to those. I will link those also, link, link those. That's very dehumanizing. I will link both of them in the comments for you guys to check them out, especially if you want to explore more of this conversation. But to go back to what we were talking about, The other example is wanting to change your body for events. And I do think it's important to be realistic here that I'm not saying that there's never a time where you recognize this event coming up and you think, oh, geez, I wish my arms were feeling a little stronger. I don't know. You can still have a thought, but it's how much that thought spurs you into action in ways that you know isn't helpful and or spurs you into negative self-talk. You know, how far does it go? That piece of it is really important. And also how much does it impede upon your experience at those events? You know, maybe there's a time where you're in a wedding and you're not feeling your best. You've been going through a hard period of life. And yet at the same time, you still are able to fully enjoy that event despite that. That really encapsulates that acceptance. Now, last but not least, you recognize the unique value that your body brings. And because of this, you are not quick to fall into comparison. This last piece of acceptance, and I'm not saying they go in this order or that there's a hierarchy of these, but I'm telling you, this piece, when you get there, ugh, If you could define chef's kiss, it would be this. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like the fact that I, my age range is between millennial and Gen Z. Technically, I believe that I am a millennial. I'm not sure. But sometimes I just feel like I don't know when things are cringy or not. And I'm like, is that cringy to say? It doesn't matter because as we're talking about, We're talking about unique value here. We are not putting ourselves down. Okay, that's enough for me. But back to the unique value piece of it. What I mean by this tangibly is not that you think that you are the best thing since sliced bread and that you are so much more attractive than everybody else. I'm just saying that you recognize Not only that your body that you're currently in is what's allowing for you to live in this life, right? We couldn't live without our body. 
but also that all of us are just different and that is what makes us so awesome and so amazing. And when you recognize your own inherent value and your body's inherent value, it makes it a lot easier not to compare because even if you start to compare to someone, you recognize, okay, well, I'd have to change or yeah, trade in my entire life, everything about it to look like them. And also, I don't know that person necessarily if you're comparing online, obviously. And even if you know that person so well, they're your best friend or your family member, you will never be able to understand exactly what it's like to live like them. So really, the only thing that we can do to change our experience in this life is to change our mindset around how we view ourselves because no amount of wanting to be someone else actually makes us into being someone else. I feel like there was another piece that I was missing that I wanted to share with you guys, but it's not coming to me. So I wanted to share a little bit about why I personally spread the idea of body neutrality and acceptance rather than body positivity. Again, without saying that I think body positivity is bad and if that's what you want to strive for, that's amazing. I respect that completely. There was this very, very eye-opening thread that I found of people in disabled bodies talking about why they do not like the idea of body positivity for them. And they spoke to how painful it is to hear people say things like, you need to love yourself with your flaws when they were disabled. Many of these people were in wheelchairs. Some people were even disabled in all four of their limbs. And they shared that they felt as if they had gotten to a place, many of them, obviously people were at different levels, right? Where they could accept this. They could accept that this is what they were dealing with and they could even, many of them, start to sometimes appreciate it. There were times where they felt really positive about life and there were also times where they felt really frustrated and there were a number of different experiences shared, like when they can't easily access a building because it's not friendly to people in wheelchairs or when other people are able to do certain activities and they're not able to. And obviously I want to share too, like disabled bodies don't just have to mean people without function of their limbs. There are so many different types of disabilities that are both visible and hidden. And these can all affect our acceptance of our body and our acceptance of ourself because those all affect how we get to show up in our life. And I just think that that really illustrates why body acceptance, at least as a concept that is shared in conjunction with other ideas, is so important because to me it feels more inclusionary of different experiences and also more understanding of the fact that sometimes it is really hard to feel loving of yourself when society constantly is putting down certain things that we may experience. You know, we don't have to ex- or accept society in the rules and the negativity that it's creating around people's bodies. 
we can, if we want to, work towards acceptance within ourselves. And I just want to make sure that it's known that those two things can be, they can exist at the same time. You cannot accept society and what it does and also work to accept yourself if you would like to. And one of the biggest gifts that I get to experience is my program, Live Unrestricted. I, well, we do tons of work on body image, especially because body image is so connected to the ways that we show up and even just the way that we want to control our body or our thoughts around our body is connected to the ways that we show up with our habits and food and and exercise and all that different stuff. And it's so cool to see as people's mindsets shift as they recognize their own inherent worth and identity and what they do truly believe makes them who they are. And I get to watch them go from someone that felt like they would never ever not even just accept or be neutral to their body, but like they never even thought that they could get past hating their body. And also kind of resenting everybody that lived in a body that looked different than theirs and to watch these women evolve from that space into full acceptance even through changes or in the exact body that they never thought they would feel that way about it is so special and I don't share this to make you feel comparison I just share it because I feel like we need more people talking about the fact that it this is possible even if it's something you don't feel ready to try to work towards it is possible and I want you to know that and I want you to know that I'm sorry that the society that we are living in makes it feel so freaking hard to do this I could talk about this stuff with you guys all day long genuinely but if I did that I don't think anybody would subscribe to the podcast because it would be probably six hours long because I am a yapper, I'm a rambler, I'm all of those things. Now, to conclude, I do want to remind you guys for the 600th time that I have a free masterclass. (laughs) I'm sorry, I won't mention it again. Hands up, at least not this episode. Second... I would like to say that the ratings and reviews that I've seen from you guys about the podcast have been so special. The way that you guys get me, the way that I see you talking about Otis and Milo, it's just, you see me, you know, you, you just understand. I appreciate you guys so much for your reviews. And when you follow along with the podcast, when you rate, it really supports me so much more than I could imagine or than you could imagine and I can't express my gratitude for it enough I don't think that we can rank body acceptance on a scale of one to ten with diet culture just because it doesn't feel right but if I see you around here next episode hopefully we'll be doing a little diet culture ranking and if you don't know exactly what that means hopefully you'll stick around for another episode where where we'll be diving into that Now, I need to go eat some pasta. We are having spaghetti with marinara sauce. 
so much parmesan drowning in parmesan because if you don't drown your spaghetti in parmesan i'm sorry but what are you doing what are you doing it's the only way to eat parmesan no to eat (laughs) it is the only way to eat parmesan no i'm just kidding there's lots of ways to eat parmesan that's the only way to eat spaghetti it's just the best it is the best i love it so i need to go do that And I need to stop rambling because I don't think you guys are really here to listen to my rambles. It's not a, and I'm not that cool. You know, I'm not one of those people. Okay. I think we've had enough for today. I love you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I hope you're doing well. I hope this was helpful and I can't wait to see you again soon.